Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where OP gets a month-long paid vacation for free. Our next Reddit post is from Dodo Hit. So I've posted a few stories about my wonderful old manager. Let's call her Samantha. This story is about a coworker, Joe, and from day one, it was obvious that Joe was one of the hardest working people on the team, and Samantha couldn't stand him. So, this is a few years into Joe's tenure with the team, and for whatever reason, Samantha decides to put Joe on permanent notice, which is basically an HR notice that you have six months to get your act together or you're fired. The reason that Samantha wrote down on the paperwork was improper attitude. You see, Joe was the type of guy to always speak his mind, and while management says that they love this, brutal experience shows that this is a lie. The problem with this permanent notice is that it also comes with penalties. You can no longer work from home. They literally take your laptop to stop you. You get no approved overtime and no learning new things or assignments. Oh, and no raises or bonuses either. You have to prove that you can do your job well. And then after six months, if you're not fired, the manager can extend with an additional probation period of another six months. January of every year is when we find out about our raises and bonuses from the previous year. And to put it delicately, that January they screwed us. To the point that one person walked out the door and two older employees who had worked there for over 30 years took retirement packages. Come February, we are drowning in work. Joe can't work overtime or learn new things. Manager's orders, remember? Well, this is the middle of Joe's probation period because Samantha predictably extended his notice. So this is where we find ourselves in mid-March year 2020. Cue malicious compliance. During the lockdown, they send the whole company home and everyone's working from home except Joe. He's home. He's just not working. He technically can't. And about two weeks into the lockdown is when Samantha finally notices. She goes ballistic. Why aren't you working? She writes on a team email with everyone CC'd. Joe hit replied all and wrote, As you know, I'm on probation and I can't work from home. Samantha tried to get HR to fire him, to which they replied, Samantha, you elected to continue the notice, which still has four months. We can't issue him a laptop until it expires. It turns out the only way to rectify this ASAP was to formally petition with the head of HR that putting Joe on the performance notice was a mistake and have all parties sign, including Joe. Samantha jumps through all the hoops, but Joe refuses to sign. He won't sign until they give him his bonus and his raise, which they do. This whole process took a month, which was basically a month of free paid vacation for Joe. Oh man, this is like the corporate dream. Joe's boss tries to screw him over, and instead, she has to admit that she was wrong, give him a raise, and give him a month-long free vacation. <laughs> and the only thing Joe had to do to get all that was say, Sure thing, boss. Our next Reddit post is from Otter Space. I work in a lab that employs a lot of people nationwide. We get a lot of cases from doctors and hospitals all across the country every day to run tests that they order. Because of the sheer amount of cases that we get daily, we have a lot of quality control that needs to be done by the end of the week. And if it doesn't get done by Saturday night, we have to do a rotation every week to finish it. My supervisor said, we have to stay four to six hours or until everything's done. There's this cynical old woman who works in my department. 
She is a massive pain in our butt and sends endless amounts of emails every day about fixing things that aren't broken or how we're doing something wrong even though we're following her directions, all while she's doing none of her own work. She also happens to be our department lead, even though she never sees any of us because she's in the back office and we're in the lab. Today was my shift. It just so happens to be my birthday weekend, and my coworker, who I'm doing the rotation with, brought breakfast burritos for the two of us. Thankfully, there wasn't a lot of work to do last week, and there was minimal quality control to do. After working for an hour, we were 80% done with our work, so we took a paid 15-minute break. 16 minutes later, we come back into the lab, and the old lady is there yelling at us because we went over our time. She left the lab to go call our manager, who basically said that it doesn't matter since we're still getting all of our work done. The old woman came back and said that we can't leave until the work was done, even though she would be leaving in about an hour. Okay then, we finish all of our remaining work about 10 minutes after we came back from break. But since we're still on the clock, we decided to stay for the entire 6 hours doing mindless work. Cleaning already sanitized stations, deleting emails, dusting keyboards, changing pens, etc. This will cost the company about $300 more in our paycheck, all because we were one minute late during our breaks. Down in the comments, Coder Joe adds, And don't forget to take your bathroom breaks on their time, not your time. If I'm doing a shitty job at work, I like getting paid to do it. I know that a lot of my fans listen to my podcast while they're out running errands. What if I told you that while you're listening to my podcast running errands, you could also be earning money? GetUpside is an app that lets you get cash back from locations like gas stations and grocery stores. And GetUpside doesn't give you coupons or points, it gives you cold, hard cash. It's super easy to use. Just download it to your phone, check in at an approved location when you make a purchase, and bam! You could get up to 25 cents per gallon cash back on gas deposited right into your GetUpside account. You can use that cash at Amazon, Starbucks, or just transfer it into your bank accounts. The average user earns about $150 per year. Imagine making over 100 bucks just by downloading an app. Download the free app, GetUpside, and use promo code SLASH to get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank. That's promo code SLASH. Our next Reddit post is from Grey Woman. This happened last week. I was swimming laps in an indoor pool near my house. I'm a woman who's had a double mastectomy without reconstruction. My chest is flat. I'm totally comfortable with how I look, but I prefer for my scars to be covered in public. When it comes to swimming... Women's swimsuits have extra material to accommodate typical chests, so when I wear them, they're really baggy. For backyard swimming, I just use a couple of safety pins to keep it in place. When I swim laps, my top balloons open like a parachute full of water and create so much drag that it's difficult to swim. Tight competition swimsuits don't have enough coverage for the way the scars wrap around my sides under my arms. To get around this, I wear running shorts and a tight-fitting dark tank top. It works great! Last week as I was leaving the pool, I was approached by a worker. He said they received a complaint that a woman in the pool was wearing a shirt, which is allowed, but with no sports bra underneath. He then said their policy requires women who aren't wearing swimsuits to have sports bras under their shirt. He then told me the policy started because they had a woman who would come in to swim wearing only a thin white shirt with no bra during family swim hours. I politely explained that I had a double mastectomy, so I don't need a bra. I said that swimsuits don't fit me, and my top is very dark and not see-through. Plus, even if it was see-through, all anyone would see would be my scars. He said that he understood and felt bad about it, but that management still required people to follow the dress code. 
I explained how I was much more covered up than anyone else in the pool, and, in fact, I was wearing exactly what he was, minus the whistle. He was in shorts and a tank top. There were guys in speedos and women in bikinis. I looked practically Amish next to them. He again said that he was sorry, but he couldn't make an exception to the rules. I asked for the rules in writing, and he gave me a printout which confirmed what he was telling me. This brings us to yesterday. I dug a sports bra out of an old bin of clothes and brought it with me. Other than that, I wore the same shorts and top. When I got in the water, I put the band of the bra around my head with the strap sticking up like bunny ears. People in the other lanes got a kick out of it once I explained what I was doing. I started warming up with my kickboard, thinking the guy would come over and we would sort this nonsense out. Well, a lady in business clothes came over and told me that I had to take my bra off my head. I would like to point out here that this was an adult lap swim. There were no kids in the pool area. I explained everything to her and said that I was following the pool rules to the letter. I was wearing a bra, which is all that was required. We went back and forth with her saying that I knew that it had to be worn normally. I said that I can't wear a bra the way that other people do because I don't have anything to fill it with and it would ride up to my chin while swimming. She said that I could use skin-safe glue. Yeah, no. I am not going to glue unnecessary garments to my body and I told her as much. I finally said that, unless she could state the rule that I was breaking, I would like to continue my workouts. She just walked away. I swam for an hour with that bra perched on my head, then showered and went home. This morning I checked my email, which is linked to my membership at the aquatic center, to find a message from that lady. They will not be changing their policies, but I've been granted a special exception to the rule provided that I continue to wear non-see-through tops. I wish they would have gotten rid of that silly bra rule, but I'll take the win. And if I ever see another woman struggling with their swimsuit over a flat chest, I'll let them know that they can wear something more comfortable. I can sort of imagine how the conversation went with this woman after OP left the pool. She gets all in a huff and stomps up to her manager and says, Mr. Manager, we must change this policy. One of our customers who had a double mastectomy isn't wearing a bra the way that we want her to, so we need to change the policy to force her to wear a bra. And then the manager pauses, looks at this woman and says, So, you're telling me that you want me to write down a rule that specifically applies to women who have had a mastectomy. You want me to create a special rule and apply it only to a certain group of women and then write that document down and share it with the public? Uh, no thanks. I would rather not get sued. I am not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure something like this is ironclad. Companies do not want to go up against the Americans with Disabilities Act because they will lose. Our next Reddit post is from Big Joint. We've had a bunch of family issues lately. My mom is disabled due to a stroke, and my dad had a traumatic brain injury a month ago, leaving my sister as the primary caretaker of her household and my parents. I live about two hours away, so I help whenever I can. My sister has one card that she uses to haul her family, her husband and three kids, and she relies on it every day to get the kids to school and pick them up. Sunday night, she was coming back from getting groceries when her car just died. Like, dead, dead. It had trouble starting, and if it did start, it would run for about three seconds and then just clip off. Her husband and a cop pushed it off the highway, and later they towed it back to their house. On Monday, she called the dealership that she bought it from. The truck has about 75,000 miles on it with a 100,000-mile warranty, and it's a 2010 model. When she spoke to the service tech, she asked about a loaner vehicle to get her kids back and forth and to take my mom to doctor's appointments and such. They told her that they only give loaners to people with 2021 vehicles, and the only person who can authorize the loaner is the CEO himself. 
I guess they thought that they could scare my sister into shutting up about it. But they didn't realize that they were dealing with a frazzled mother who had been dealing with doctors and hospitals for months because of my dad's injury. One phone call to the CEO later, she's in his office writing a report about the service tech and signing papers on her loaner vehicle. And, by the way, the CEO gave her five or six vehicles to choose from. He also said that they never had a policy that required customers to go through the CEO to get a loaner vehicle. As she was leaving, she heard the CEO on the intercom calling for the service tech to come to his office. That was our slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.